All down. All silent. Going, going, going. Gone. So congratulations. Welcome to the Current Market Insights podcast, brought to you by Harris Partners Real Estate. Each episode, we chat with real estate author and industry leader, Peter O'Malley, to discuss the current property market conditions and provide insights to assist you on your property journey. G'day, Peter, and thanks for joining me again on the podcast. My pleasure, Kieran. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Pete, uh, as we come to the last episode for the year, I thought it might be a really good idea just to have a bit of a recap of the year that was. So tell me, how was 2022 in the property market? Well, 2022 started how 2021 finished, Kieran, and it started in boom mode. So one of our best months of 2022 ended up being January. Uh, It's rare to have your strongest month of the year in January, but uh, that is when we saw uh, really strong buyer numbers and we had our best January on record for the company. And it was just a function and an overspill from the boom of 2021. And February continued the same, as did March. As we got to the end of the first quarter, two big issues started to come on people's horizon, Kieran. The first was the RBA were going to lose control of the interest rate story, and they weren't going to be able to hold off their first rate rise until 2024. And they started softening the market up for interest rate rises from about March onwards. That In combination with the federal election campaign, which was due to kick off in April and happened in late May, caused people to say, you know what, it's the end of a very long boom cycle. I might not jump in now. I might go to the sidelines and watch this for a little bit longer. So we had a lot of stock on market in the first quarter of the year, all of which sold. I looked back on the numbers the other day and clearance rates for us in the first quarter of 2022 were 90%. Now, I can assure you, as we finish the year, our clearance rate is not anywhere near 90%, unfortunately. So what we saw coming out of Easter was stock levels dropped and buyer demand fell away and it became a much tighter market at that point. So you mentioned a really good start to the year following on from the year before and then a, a bit of a turn around Easter. What do you think the major drivers were of that downturn in the market? The dialogue from the RBA around interest rates changed. Okay, so we didn't see the first rate rise instantly, though. Do you think uh, perhaps given that the the war in Ukraine had started in February, there were some global tensions, uh, do you think that they would have played an impact on the market? If we go to the financial markets, we go to the All Lords, it had a sharp drop on the unfortunate scenes coming out of Ukraine, and then it recovered fairly quickly. So Ukraine was the Ukraine war. It wasn't a world war, and it became a very unfortunate event on the other side of the world as far as market conditions go. That's not to downplay the human fatalities and tragedy that this whole situation has become in 2022, but did it impact the property market? Besides a slight hit towards sentiment, no, it didn't. The interest rate story was the big story for the market because quite simply, there had been what can only be described as a ridiculous promise from the governor of the RBA that interest rates would stay on hold until 2024. And as we've all learned now, and as John Howard learned a long time ago, is interest rates is a global story and uh, no one individual or no one body um, or no one bureaucrat has control over interest rates. And uh, the market's fully aware of that now, but uh, in February, March this year, they were less aware of it. Absolutely. I think uh, everyone's ignorant of things like interest rates until they start to hit us here at home as well. 
Given that we are looking back on the year since the first rate rise uh, around mid-year, how has those those rises come through and how have they shaped the property market? Well, along with the rate rises, the other big uh, factor that played through in the market was the cost of building and renovating, Kieran. So very quickly early in the year, uh, we were hearing horror stories where renovation costs that had been priced at maybe five or 600000 had suddenly gone to seven, 800000 uh, in Sydney, for example, we saw big builders go broke. If you go to the IMAX Theatre, the W Hotel in the middle of Darling Harbour, it was this year the ProBuild went broke because supplies jumped in price and labour jumped in price so quickly that they they just couldn't finish their projects. Um, and any builder that was on a fixed price contract this year either had to go back and plead for mercy from their respective client or, or they were in big trouble. So what we saw, one of the interesting elements of 2022 is properties that required work or uh, needed full-scale renovations, they quickly fell off buyers' wish list because buyers were hearing anecdotally through the community about the horror stories of a builder who quoted one price and then halfway through the job said, sorry, I, I can't finish it for you. So that was a really unexpected event throughout the year. And that started uh, occurring around the time that Philip Lowe was softening the market up for interest rate rises in in March. So you had a primary event being the interest rate story was changing, and then you had these secondary issues like the Ukraine war that you mentioned, like rising construction costs that started to really weigh on the market. The cost of renovation went through the roof, obviously, and it did change buyers' outlooks towards the properties that they were seeking. Do you think in events like that, does that create a bit of a, I guess, a window of opportunity for people who who are looking to purchase, a, say, an owner-occupier or owner-renovator home, but hold off on the works until it becomes more affordable? Only if and when property prices fall, so they take advantage of that and take a long-term view. So yeah, I have little doubt that there are some savvy purchasers out there that, as the property prices have pulled back, have jumped in on what they consider to be viciously underpriced properties and uh, a big value gap there, and they will hold on to those for a strong period of time and do really well out of it. So there are some people trading on that for sure. Yeah, I think uh, every market cycle always has uh, people that are savvy in certain parts of that, that's for sure. Another big thing that's been talked about a lot and, and has clearly had an impact on just the economy in Australia more broadly is global inflation. What role do you think it has played on the property market in particular? Well, all year, and we saw it through the election campaign, cost of living became an issue. And when cost of living becomes a big issue, then understandably, people go looking for a wage increase. And then they just get a feedback loop with the inflation story in combination with many other challenges that were out there. So there's no doubt that at a time that home buyers were being asked to pay a record price at the end of the first quarter of 2022, they were being told they're going to get an interest rate rise from Philip Lowe. Nobody knew at that stage they were going to get eight or nine in a row, but they were being told and softened up for interest rate rises. And then they were experiencing cost of living, whether it be at Woolworths or going down to the local sports store or down to the local watering hole for for a drink, everywhere they turned, they were being asked to pay more for less. Throw in fuel on top of that, and um, there's little wonder that the home buyer backed off at the end of the first quarter and was very cautious throughout the year. In terms of sales volumes through 2022, there was a 35% drop in the number of transactions in Sydney 
in comparison to 2021. So when people say to us during 2021 or said to us during 2021, it must be hard to get listings. No, not really. The market was booming. People were happy to sell in 2021. But vendors and buyers largely went to the sidelines in 2022 as everyone was looking for a more settled environment in which to trade. So Peter, one part of the market I really want to talk about, and we've discussed on the podcast before, is the changing face of the rental market in Australia. Given that sales are declining, we've seen the volumes come down, as you just mentioned, with rising rents, has that had an impact on particularly your sellers in the property market? It has indeed, Kieran. What the rising rental market did for a lot of vendors is it gave them an obvious plan B. So if you look, let's tie the rental market in with the auction clearance rate, which is probably the most transparent indicator of how the market's tracking week to week, provided you're uh, you're using real data and not fudge data. But that's a different story. But when we look at that, we saw that clearance rates quickly dropped from March through till spring. And what was happening in that situation is vendors were resistant to the correction that was occurring in the market. And they were taking a look at the rapidly rising rental market and saying, well, even though I can't get a commercial return or a satisfactory return on the sale price of my home, the rental value of it's just jumped by 5, 10, 15, and ultimately by the end of the year, 20%. So we're going to park our property in the rental market and come back at the end of this cycle when the interest rate fallout has uh, stabilised and we'll look at selling then. So tenants really felt the brunt of rising interest rates because it played out dramatically in the rental market. But landlords and vendors that couldn't get a sale price they were happy with, by the same token, took full advantage of that. And it offered, a, as I say, a very good plan B for a lot of people. Has that also brought some investors back into the market, do you think, as 2022 has come to an end? Investor buying is still very, very low. We are thinking that investors will take a good look at property in the second half of 2023. And there's two types of investors, investors that want to add value along the lines of what you just described, people looking for an undervalued, unrenovated site, and they will wait for construction costs to ease before actually going ahead with that renovation. But they'll land bank, if you like, the site until it's a good time to renovate. And then there's the yield investor, who tends to be more of an apartment buyer. Yields are improving on apartments because Uh, As uh, we've discussed previously, property prices, apartment prices in uh, 2022 for apartments dropped about 8.5% and rents went up somewhere between 10 and 20% depending on what it was. The yields have suddenly become fairly juicy, but investors haven't come looking or hunting those yields yet. They're probably looking for more certainty in the economic environment. And with interest rates looking to peak at some stage, hopefully in the first half of next year, We think in the second half of next year, investors will take a good look at property in Sydney for the first time in quite some time. Excellent points, Peter. My conversations I'm having on the ground, certainly there are a number of investors starting to come in. But as you say, you know, most of the people at the moment are still just keeping their eyes on what's happening across the the market more broadly and trying to make sure that their decisions are, I guess, the most savvy they can be. I like to say that uh, property booms start with investors and end with speculators. And if you look at 2021, for example, there were people who were buying properties as investors, overlooking the very low yields that were on offer and saying, I'm going to buy this $1.5 or $1.6 million house because next year it'll be worth $2 million. That's not investing, that's speculating. An investor is someone that looks at uh, yield 
and the size of the yield in comparison to the interest rate of the day and says that yield is a good return on my money. And I know that if I'm getting good return on a good asset, over time, capital growth will come. And that's why the true investors will come out to play in the second half of 2023. Yeah, putting their uh, their smart money into an investment that's going to bring them a return. As we sort of draw to a close, Peter, I wonder if you have any thoughts on who the really big winners were in property this year. I think anyone that was upgrading and could accept that, uh, yes, their million-dollar home might be only worth 900 now, but they could go out and buy a $2.5 million home for $2.1 million or a $3 million home for $2.6 million. Anyone that could make that mental leap and concede a little bit on their sale but make it up and more on the purchase was a winner. As you went above $5 million, absolutely, the, the trophy homes, the prestige end of the market barely took a hit throughout 2022, which was quite remarkable to see. And then any landlord that had a broad portfolio in Sydney enjoyed a 15 to 20% jump in the income that uh, they're receiving on their investment property. And if you had no desire to sell those investment properties in 2022, well, the 20% jump in rental returns is, is straight to the bottom line. So they're the winners in 2022 for me, Kieran. Thank you very much, Peter. And uh, thanks for joining me on the podcast this year and having some great discussions. As we come to a close, I certainly wish yourself and anyone listening a Merry Christmas and a very happy new year. Merry Christmas to you too, Kieran, and to those listening to us today. Thank you so much. And we'll see you all in the new year. Thanks for joining us on the Current Market Insights podcast, brought to you by Harris Partners Real Estate the podcast providing real estate insights you won't find anywhere else.